Welcome, Sojourners. You have found yourself a cozy place here at Sojourners Awake. I'm Jonathan, and this is our production of The Bookish and the Brave. And in this most recent production, the bookends have split. Vaughn and Hawkins were dragged into a portal into the abyss after fighting an evil demon within the crypts of Hellsaults. Sterling, however, was too far away from the portal to feel its effects, and so he was divided from the party. And in this episode, we find out what Sterling does with all of this free time on his hands. With Vaughn and Hawkins not there to guide him, how will he respond? If you want to support Sterling in his adventure, then you could go to your favorite podcasting platform and leave a rating and review. And so for now, our story continues. The bookends arrived in Boshan and discovered that Vaughn was being tracked by the Bay Knights due to some espionage work from Honest Amos, the Ferrymaster. They paused for a moment to meet with Eon, the Elf Lord of Elithria. He worked with the City Gaze, an organization dedicated to extracting the noble families out of Boshan. He believed that many of them were congregated within the old crypts of Hellsalts, a steeple-bottom mausoleum. But before any agreement could be made, the bookends were ambushed, but made quick work of the Bay Knights, even apprehending two of them for questioning. While Hawkins took the inquisitive approach, Sterling made an attempt to heal the wounds between them, while Vaughn stood in the corner. When a young soldier began to spew curses upon Vaughn because of his noble blood, Vaughn ended the conversation with a fatality. At that point, the sojourners decided to work with Eon in exchange for rescuing the prisoners held within the catacombs. Then the elf lord would show them the location of the Amberdune hideout so they could discover the meaning behind the Gingwatsons. But before all of this, Vaughn ushered out Hawkins and Sterling to leave the cellar back into the alleyway so he could tie up all loose ends. Clean death. Moving quickly through the waning light of Torn Town, Eon led them straight away into the crypts of Hellsalts. This 120-year-old resting place of the Steeplebottom family, now scattered with debris, smelled of rot and drink. The sojourners moved in. There they met a man of infernal descent, a scribe who relentlessly recorded hundreds of spells and documents for a secret cult of the undead. After being restrained, the scribe warned them against going into the crypt, but nevertheless, the bookends pressed on. Trapped inside the crypt, they witnessed ichor and scrawlings, bones and skins, and finally, a demon guardian who targeted them with all the force of wickedness. Hawkins fought bravely. Sterling stood his ground. Though Vaughn struggled in his new and apparent vile entity, and his brother's longsword clattered to the ground. Within an inch of its existence, the demon dodged Sterling's powerful swing and dived towards the portal into its own horrific world. And as it entered, a howling wind drew at the sojourner's strength. Sterling watched on as he saw Vaughn and Hawkins slip underneath their feet 
and be dragged away into the abysmal portal into hell. And so for now, our story continues. The scene opens to Sterling sitting on the damp floor. The last memory he had flashing in his mind as he's sitting in the darkness of this crypt. It's been on repeat for the last few minutes. The abomination running away from him and swinging his staff with all his might as the sign of the archer was emblazoned on his chest. And then again, that same heavy weight crushes him again. It wasn't enough. He wasn't enough. If only he had taken Vaughn's strength training seriously. Vaughn, no. Hawkins, no. His vision blurs and he looks up to try and see the stars, but once again is reminded that he is entombed underground. Desperation has now set in. Will he ever see the stars again? His guidance? His counselors? His eyes move to his glass and he's lost in himself as he stares at it and he sees his star map, but can they see him down here? Do they know what he's going through? He is alone. He's always been alone and he always will be alone. He starts smacking his head as he is beside himself and he knew that these abyssal creatures always had a way out. He knew it, but could do absolutely nothing. No, Sterling, stop. This isn't going to help. Do the next right thing. Move forward. Stand up. He's absentmindedly rubbing on his wrist as the bracelet is tightening. And, and that sounded like Sylvia's voice. He grits his teeth as he looks around. I freaking hate Ocean, he says out loud to no one in particular. Well, Mama Lena was nice. And it must be past dinner time, he thinks, as his stomach rumbles quite loudly. We could have been enjoying some more sweetmeats. But no, Vaughn had to press ahead, always in such a rush. He never stops to smell the roses. Who died and made him the leader? Oh, Vaughn, no. Hawkins, no. He comes around again and wondering to himself how long it's been. As his eyes return to focus, the walls seem to be pressing in on him. Flashes of the close quarter basement encounter enter his mind and him seeing red, the archer pulsing in his veins and on his chest and him acting out of anger, killing a man. Oh my stars. I'm not sure about the archer. He seems to get me in trouble. He likes the chalice though and his friends seem to like him too. His friends. Vaughn, Hawkins. Tears flood his eyes again as his vision is blurry and as the salty water falls down his face, the saline smell reminds him of the sea. And for a time, he pulls the tears off his face and makes them dance in front of him to bring him a little bit of hope, a little bit of joy, just like when he was a lonely child. He enters the his brain again, he's, where was I? Oh, oh yeah, I saw another Janassi. I, I hope to get to see him again. Uh, we were in a rush last time, thank you, Vaughn. I didn't get his name, but he, he did say he was from Boshan. I, I knew this was the place to look. Oh yeah, I'm still in Boshan. Uh, what do I do? What do I do? 
I'm my own authority now. I can go wherever I want, do whatever I want, or I could end up at the end of the road again. No, don't think about that. Voltop is relying on me. Sylvia needs protecting. She was so good to me. Why did we come here again? It's all a blur. He's angry now and stands up and shakes his fist at the air. Will I ever see the stars again? Will I ever grow up or stand for something? Will I be in tune with these darn steeple buttons? Steeple buttons? Oh yeah, Vaughn. Hawkins. Being in danger of blacking out again, the bracelet tightens around his wrist and he sets his jaw for the second time that day. Do the next right thing, Sterling. Move forward. He sees the glint of Vaughn's father's sword on the ground and he picks it up. And remember, Vaughn said there being something special about these crypts. But he can't remember what. And so he starts his again for his star glass for some guidance. And Sterling, standing there within this crypt with the lingering reek of filth and vulture vomit, you hear a scurry. Something moves behind you very quickly. Something small like an animal skittering upon the ground. You hear the scraping of claws along the stone floor and the brush of fur as it wiggles past into a previously disguised hole within this crypt. Then you hear a sniff. <laughs> Hello? Who, who's there? Who's there? You have a kind voice. Even with all the yelling, I'm, I'm sorry if that hurt your ears. No, I recognize it. See a small, dingy face. Young, not but ten years old. A young hinfolk girl. Wearing nothing but rags. Moves aside a boulder. She crawls out from a hidden corner within this lair. Who are you? My name's Sterling. Uh, what, what's yours? I was told never to give my true name. Are you a demon? No, ma'am. The demon's gone now. You're quite safe. So you did. You scared it away. You could say that. Yes. Yes. How, how did you find yourself here? This isn't a place for a, a little girl like you. We were brought here. Oh. When the Arcanists burned our home. How long have you been down here? Uh, five deaths. I've seen five people brought down here for the demon. I don't know how long that is. Too long. Too she's long. standing up and she's got tattered clothes on. She's holding a small little doll, missing its eyes, its hair completely pulled from its scalp. And as she stands there, a small rat scurries around her feet, crawls up her leg, and perches on its on her shoulder. She now stands out in the open, completely unafraid, but looking around the corner, and especially towards that corner where the doghouse was. You really did scare it away. 
Um, me and my friends did. It's 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 gone. Um, do you know a way out of here? I mean, I'm sure you would have found it before, but do you want to help me look? She walks up to you, extends a brave handshake towards you. Sterling would uh, get down as close to the ground as he could, maybe on a knee, and extend his, his hand and envelop it. Say, well met, Sterling Stargazer. My name is Jonna, the little henfolk girl turns and says, there's one way to get out of here, but I don't know if you could fit through. It's where my home is. I, it leads deep into the earth. I have been too scared to go underneath. So I've been hiding in here, away from the demon. W- were you a noble growing up? A noble? Mm-hmm. Were you of a, a family that was, um, lived in that upper city? My family is the Chinasa. Hmm. I've heard that name, yes. Do you know anything special about these crypts? I mean, I know it's a stretch, but my friend Vaughn, he was a noble, and he, he knew something special about this. With the demon, hmm. usually scratches upon the walls, but sometimes it goes over there in that corner, and it does something to the walls. And then you hear a scraping sound, and that's when they let down the nobles. Do you think you uh, know what he used to make those scraping sounds? And then maybe they would lower something down and we could get up? No, the demon just stood there in the corner Mm. and did something to the wall. She points towards the corner that you had been previously standing in. Yeah, as you turn around, you see that it is a cross-section of stones. And there is indeed one stone that has an accumulative amount of dog slobber where it looks like the fists and the face of this demon has been pressed into this stone. It still lingers with a little bit of snot and Mm. slobber and ichor from this demon. The other flagstones around it remain bare and untouched. Could Sterling reach it or would he need to hit it with something? He could reach it. It's within your it's within your reach. Hmm? It's reach. Okay. Um well, well John, um show me your hole again. Let's see. Where does it lead to? Does it lead anywhere or is it a dead end? I don't think it's a dead end. I just haven't gotten that far. I've stayed mostly here. My friends bring me food. Do you want some food? His stomach rumbles pretty loudly, but he doesn't want to eat the little girl's food. <laughs> she, well, she hears it. She hears your stomach rumbling, and she scurries off, and there's a small, like, chicken bone that has been nearly scraped clean. She hands you the bone. Oh, thank Here. you. That's so nice. You, thank you for coming over. It's, it's good to share. Your hospitality is amazing. Um, but no, I'll save this for later. We'll, we'll take it with us, and we'll get more, okay? Um Okay, let's see. Then uh, Sterling will press the square. As you press the square, your hand sticks to the slobber and that cold sensation of all the times you dodged the demon's fists comes back into your memory. But the stone depresses and you hear that stairwell beginning to descend back in the lobby. Quick, 
quick, Jonah, come with me. And we'd run towards the exit. She runs alongside with you and then stops and says, wait, what about, what about my friends? She points back and you see this family of rats had been standing guard over her, providing her company during this time. I mean, they're more than welcome to come, but this seems like it's their home too. So why don't you find out what they want to do? She, her eyes get wide and she shrugs, runs back over to the family and begins whispering to them a strange squeaking language. She looks back towards you and then rushes off, carrying away nothing but her doll and the clothes upon her body. She puts her hand in yours instinctively and says, they tell you thank you for scaring away the demon. This is their home. They're the steeple bottom rats. And Sterling, as he starts moving away, will thank you for taking care of Jonah. Bye now. And we'll run away. The rats stand attentively, <laughs> watching as you leave these crypts, the tombstones next to you, you pass them by. You ascend the stairwell back into the lobby. Yeah, without a moment notice, he wants out. Immediately, as you walk back into the upper level of this mausoleum, the air returns to its normal state. Jana is in, immediately blind. As you are, you and Jana both are immediately blinded a little bit by the residual light left over by the, fl the flames. And there you see the scribe, the black-skinned, white-eyed tiefling, his ram horns now, uh, pushing back through his hair as his cowl has been pulled back and he's struggling against the knots that Vaughn has tied. He's fallen over on his side. Oh gosh, this is so tight. Oh, well, hello. He greets you. Hello again. What, what's your name? <laughs> Finally, we've got some manners. Um, it does seem like it's my turn to do a little bit of help. I'm Yasbro. Hello, Yasbro. You were right. We should not have gone down there, but I'm going to need your help. Wait, 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 wait. Say it again for the people in the back. I'm going to need your help. Well, but... no, no, no. The, the part where I was right. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's quite oh, obvious. It's no good if I have to emphasize it on my own. It's not oh, good hello. anyway, mate. It's This is bad. I need your help. But it looks like you need mine too. So, you know, fair exchange, not robbery, right? If I know anything, if you've got bad things planned for the cult of Merkel, with the Bainites on against us and whoever you are working with against us, I would, before I help you, need some guarantee that I can get out of here safely. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not against you. I'm not for you. I'm I'm here on my own thing, and this is where we ended up, and chasing nobles. And anyway, but yeah, out of here. Let's let's. I'm quite happy to do that. But before that, we've got to talk about where my friends went. Oh, well, I could talk if I were a little more comfortable. Sterling will pick the chair up, but he won't untie him. Oh, okay, great. Now. The blood can rush back into my head. This is wonderful. 
Yeah. You're welcome. See, fair exchange, right? Tit for tat. Okay, so now your head is thinking clearer. You can hear me and uh, let's go over this. So the, the dog kennel, let's talk about the dog kennel. That was weird. Where did they go? Oh, dog kennel. You must mean some sort of portal. The howling wind, the rushing, the yes. Looking one minute they're there, one minute they're not. Yeah, portal sounds right. So the demon escaped into the abyss. The abyss, is that what you want to call it? I... Well, it's one of the planes of hell. It's another you world. You sent my friends to hell. I did not send anyone. You telling me they went into the dog kennel chasing after a demon? I don't think they went on purpose. They must have been thirsty for the hunt. Um, well. Mm. But your friends are gone. I mean, do you see them around me? Just just me and... I thought they might be plundering the catacombs. I had no idea. Wait, there's plunder. No, not now. Um, so, <laughs> no, there's no, no, they're not plundering the catacombs. No, they were looking for nobles. There was no nobles down there. I mean, I found this little girl, and now we need to get back to where they are. When you say nobles, you see his eyes cut over to the side as if he's looking at someone else in the room. He kind of has that knowing look in his eyes that your body language you could pick up if you read his body language. Yeah, he would totally be doing either an insight or perception check. Okay, you can do insight. 14. Uh, he's not telling you everything he knows. Hey, Yasbro, I'm sick. I'm tired. I've been in the dark for a long time. What are you looking at? What do you know? And maybe, maybe I'll untie it a little bit. Maybe your legs, let them free a little bit so that you can get some blood back in those. Look, I could be tied up all day long. What I want is some guarantee that you and your little hoodlums are not going to dispose of me the first chance you get. Now, if I help you out here, and believe me, oh yes, bro, we'll deliver. There's no qualms with betrayal and backstabbing and turning over company secrets. Believe me, I've got plenty of foot in and friends in high and low places. However, I need some sort of guarantee that you won't put my head on a pike. Uh, I see. Um, yeah, well, you're lucky you're talking to me and not one of the other guys because uh, they would probably like to see that. But um, yeah, I mean, do I seem like the beheading type? Like, I know I have this here sword now, but it's not exactly my style. So yes, I, I've got nothing against you or what are you doing? I mean, I'm a little concerned that you want to be backstabbing because I mean, that could come back and bite me in the back, but we'll get to that later. Um, let's deal with it right now. Where did my friends go? And if you get me there or you get them out, then yes, absolutely. I'll let you free, let you go wherever you want. I can take you to some places too. Go ahead and make a persuasion check then. 11. It's not you I'm worried about. I've been doing a little thinking while you were there tomb raiding. You must be working with the steady gaze. You're here for nobles, you're trying to free them, and that means Eon Keen is working with you. And he's got a thing against cults working in Boshan. He's got a record number of scalps attached to his hides. Yeah, I've so, been wanting to ask you about that. What do you know about that guy? I mean, he sent us in here, but it didn't seem like his intel was up to date. 
Hmm. He remains tight-lipped. Hmm. Okay, I'm not working with him. That was Vaughn's thing. Like those those nobles, like they stick together. Um, I I am all for getting my friends back. If whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Fine. Then you owe me a favor. I mean, I said I'd get you out of here. That's the favor, right? Then let us consider it a deal. What do you want to know first? How do I get them out? Or how do I go where they are? I mean, we stick together. Every time I'm by myself, bad things happen. So. Okay, okay, I really didn't want to know your life story. Anyways, hand me that book over there. It says, How to Manage Your Demons. It's a large, thick book. You saw it before. Um, mm-hmm. It has uh, tattered white pages, large leather tome, and a piece of dried tongue as a bookmark. You would know the one. You'd grab it right away. Well, it takes about two days to read through, but I'm sure that I could find out how that portal works in the meantime. Lucky for you, I can speak Abyssal. Is it written in Abyssal? Absolutely. Okay. Now, is there any? Is this area safe? Is there anyone coming in here? Can we do this research in here? Oh, yes. Uh, like you noticed before, I was incredibly perturbed that I had visitors. I was supposed to be spending the next five days working on all these adjustments and the uh, test subjects. Ah. Test subjects. Well, there are no secrets between us, so why don't you, while I work on this, you go play Lifesaver and rescue those prisoners you were wanting to talk about. There's a key underneath my desk. It opens the second stone from the right on that wall. It's a secret door, Sterling. Yeah, I've, I've had a bad up to here with secrets today, sir. Um, all right. Um, and he'd, he'd, he'd look down there first. We're not just going to stick his hand into the, <laughs> under the desk. He's a little weary. Is there, and so if there was nothing there, he would grab the key um, and he would, um, yeah, get to the door. And he would uh, tell John to stay with him, like close. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they would go do that while he was uh, well first what page did you need me to open it to because he's got his hands bound <laughs> ah you're gonna turn every page for me what service am i a lucky man anyway let's start with page one it'll take some time okay actually john on second thought just turn the page when he needs you to turn the page please hey is there any more food around here she's she's really hungry she's hungry yeah not me but um is there any food around here Yes, it, there's plenty in my larder. Help yourself. Okay, do that first, John. You can read through the first page. That's okay. And if you want to get your friends yeah, some food, you can throw them down some food as well. John rushes over towards the larder and begins scarfing down some much-needed sustenance. Slowly, slowly. Don't hurt yourself. Yasbro reluctantly scans through the pages, but very grateful to have bought himself yet another day to live. You go towards the stone door. The key certainly fits into this invisible lock within the third stone on the right. You hear a small shift. A door opens. Inside, you hear coughing. The light shines on 15 people, hunched and squeezed together in this small cell. They look emaciated and sick, frightened and scared. But one of them stands up in defense 
as if he's prepared for some horrible thing to happen. An older man in tattered clothes, now with a thick beard, his hair scraggly. He bars his way and says, you're not taking another. Well, in that we agree. Well met friend, I am here for your rescue. Instantly, his shoulders slink, seeing you and seeing the scribe tied up and the young girl. The man instantly embraces you with tears in his eyes. And he says, well met indeed, friend. I am Chothi of the Cloverblade. You have not come at a better time. Chathy? My friend Vaughn speaks highly of you. Uh, oh, no, I can't think about that right now. Um, yeah, no, wow, um, wow, okay. Uh, so there's a man outside by the name of Ion Keen. He's here to take all of you to safety. Um, I just need the uh, information on when the Ambadoon gang is, and then, but I don't want to go see him. I, 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 yeah, he's not my friend. But anyway, uh, that's not, does anyone know this little girl? The mother scrambles, seeing her daughter, who was but taken away two weeks ago. Ever thought she was lost, screams her name, and together a mother and her daughter reunite in embrace. The daughter, shocked and terrified, still looking at her mother's face, poking her cheeks to determine if they're truly real. The weight of fear and terror have still a hold on this young girl. But together for now, they are safe. Chathi leads everyone out, including the sick and the injured. You notice most of the houses of the Chinasin family are here, their robes tattered and dirty, fear beset in their eyes. Chathi looks at you as everyone's left out and says, I suppose the other five. Do you know of their fate? I do. Um, it is not good. But it is done. And we must move forward. You know, I... This magic is so new, I don't know... What becomes of their souls. If there is a place... For undeath to rest. No matter what they say. Undead is never a satisfying option for the afterlife. I didn't see any zombies down there, so wherever they are, they are not here. Perhaps he knows something. He motions over to Yasbro. He leave him be. He's with me. I need him. And I will find out for you if I can. And I will make sure that when I get Vaughn, I will get word to you. But right now, this is... I need him. Thank you for coming, Sterling. I was... Myself, who was getting the nobles out of Boshan. I thought I had failed. And for five, I did. Getting Jana back. And seeing your face. Ah, oh, he reaches into a pocket. He pulls out, shows you a ring. I thought maybe I would see Vaughn one day. Maybe that will be another day, but perhaps you'll see him before me. This is his mother's. Give it to him. Sterling's like would catch in his throat uh, and you'd see his eyes visibly like shake, but he would hold it together. He's trying to grow up and he says, I, I will give this to him. 
and he will be thankful. Chathi leads out the nobles, all 15 of them, well, 16, including Jana. They raid the larder, they take what they can. They disguise themselves in heavy cloaks and coats that were hanging upon the rack with hats. They walk out into the darkness of the crypts of Hellsalt. You see Eon Keen wave you down. Eon then approaches you. You did well. You'll find the Emberdoon gang on the Serpent Bridge. Their shop is a tobacco and potpourri shop. That's the front, at least. Thank you. You'll be heading this journey alone, I assume. Uh, we've, we're just finished cleaning up in here. Um, and uh, once we do that, we'll, we'll be heading straight over there. Uh, but yeah, this, this is now totally decommissioned. Um, you, but uh, I'm just going to need a little bit of time. For your friend's sacrifice, I thank you. I hope you find what you're looking for. Eon leaves your presence and then lead the nobles away. Yasbro speaks up. I do believe I need the page turned. Every story comes to an ending, so for now we must conclude. Thank you for listening, Sojourners. Your attention will not go unrewarded. And we look forward to continuing this adventure. If you enjoyed this background music and ambiance, then you should visit Tabletop Audio. You can find them at www.tabletopaudio.com. And take the time to sojourn with us. For more articles on playing your very own Dungeons & Dragons games, visit Sojourners Awake at www.sojournersawake.com. If you are interested in investing in your craft as a dungeon master, you can find me selling adventure design products on gumroad.com. Make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review on your favorite podcasting platform. And as always, Sojourner, may your story continue.